What's good people? On this episode of the Lead Your Legacy podcast, I'm discussing how will teaching change after COVID-19. I hope you're ready for a purposeful podcast that inspires you to take notes, pursue your hopes and most importantly, to lead your legacy. COVID-19 schools, mostly across the globe, have been shut and that's forced a lot of the learning to move online. And what I'm going to look at is how schools or coronavirus has influenced teaching over this period of time to a way that might potentially change it forever or at least the foreseeable future so i'm going to look at five things or yeah i'm going to look at five things um and discuss how could they potentially change after covid19 so the first one is online learning now i've taken my fair share of online courses Um, and if I'm totally honest, I haven't probably taken as much out of them as I possibly could have had I been in a physical classroom. There's something about that general interaction that makes a classroom, makes classroom learning different to online learning. That being said, however, it, especially in a profession, especially at my stage, so I'm a secondary school teacher, um, not much learning as far as i'm aware is done online but due to covid19 people have moved schools have moved onto things like microsoft teams or google classroom and everything is done there in terms of lessons feedback virtual lessons questions and answers to at least best facilitate a normal classroom environment as best as possible but is there a future in this i personally think that there is Maybe not on a five day per week schedule for the best part of five years, speaking once again as a secondary school teacher, but there's definitely an element of what's been happening with online learning that could be used moving forward. And that kind of leads me to my second thing, which can change online, which is formative and summative assessments. So basically making sure that students are understanding the work as we are progressing, but then also that final test that we use could also be done online now one of the major irks i have as a teacher is handwriting most students can read it perfectly fine but there are a few who and sometimes it's a significant few who just for whatever reason due to their handwriting potentially lose their ability to make what they're trying to get across clear and as a result they therefore potentially might lose marks which would be unfair And so I think being able to move assessments and things like that online would make a huge difference, especially for things like marking. I mean, I'm now, my marking has been reduced. It's purely down to the fact that I'm able to set an assessment um, or formative assessment online. And for not all of the marks or questions, but for some of the questions, there's a simple right or wrong answer and if they get it right then they automatically get a mark if they don't then boom they don't get the mark but for the other kind of more qualitative questions that kind of analyze how they write and create an answer and get their message across that will still require me to mark but even then the feedback i can give them is online and they can they can see it's there it's online for them potentially throughout their entire school career and so i think for me moving those kinds of assessments online will help a lot and that kind of leads me on to my third thing that I think can potentially change, change with um, due to COVID, which is online exams. Having 
done um, a few assessments online, this is definitely a way in which marking can be done faster. It can be secured. So I know that, for example, when I took my English and maths test to become a teacher, you basically couldn't go outside of the browser, let alone the window. And so I think if we can make computers that secure and ready for testing, um, then you don't necessarily run the risk of students cheating, if that makes sense. But you also improve the way in which students take their assessments and the way that they're marked. Results can be quickened. It's easier to mark because it mitigates for things like handwriting and especially for students who either aren't confident with their handwriting or for whatever reason just find using a computer a lot easier than writing with their hands. And even those students who do love writing with their hands and getting their thoughts onto paper, it's still a great way for them to be able to communicate on just using generally a computer. And not only that, but like I said, it also allows them to improve their competence with using technology. Um, so I just generally think online exams, especially with what's going on with the current cohort of year 11s, right, is because they obviously can't go into a, a, a basically a school. They can't go into a school hall because of social distancing. But if there was a way to basically mitigate and get students in to take exams in computer rooms in a secure browser window um with basically two meters apart that's doable to be fair that's doable but the current method ne isn't necessarily done that way and so i think online exams is the best way to move forward number four slightly controversial um but i'm not necessarily a fan of sats for year sixes um, I think at primary school level, teachers should be able to assess their students on all the subjects they teach and not just simply maths and English and science. Um, because effectively what you get is up until about sometimes halfway through year five. Um, basically, you get bottlenecking the curriculum, which basically comes down to teachers, understandably so, for, due to the current system, focusing on just three subjects. And neglecting the others and then you have these students who sometimes have been majoritively taught three subjects um for the best part of a year sometimes a year and a half if not two then have been exposed to a basically upwards of seven to eleven subjects again it doesn't to me it doesn't make sense i think it would just be much better if schools and teachers set their own as objectively possible assessments for their students at the end of year six. It allows for a broader but deeper curriculum. It's more engaging and it's suited to primary anyway. And it allows them to transition and prepare for secondary school because they're going to have a lot of subjects. Why not just continue to keep on teaching them the subjects or the broader range of subjects that they're going to learn anyway? Why a bottleneck? It doesn't help. Um, so yeah, that's my personal view on SATs. That being said, I'm very aware of teacher bias. And I think that's why I said there needs to be an objective way to measure um, assessments. But I don't think it needs to be as just overly formal at the age of year 10 or at the age of 10. And I think what's also bad about SATs is that they're sometimes used to predict how well a child is going to do at their GCSEs which for me is just amazing anyway. There's so many things wrong with that. I'm not even going to start to begin. But 
to imagine, especially because a lot of schools in the education system will start setting students from the age of, or basically from year seven. And in some cases I've heard of, they'll stream them from what they get basically due to their SATs results in year uh, six for the next five years and so even if they show progress or the ability to improve and move up sets they can't do because of the school's very frigid rigid system based on what they got when they were 10 or 11 it's silly um to me and i don't think it works for anyone least of all the students right um because it basically negates the fact that intelligence is flexible it's a lot like height people have different growth spurts and it, it it can come and it can go and it can have periods where it's rapid 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 and then it can have periods where it slows down it doesn't allow for that if you literally say to a child based on the current system that this is what you've got when you were 10 or 11 this is what you're therefore going to get or predicted to get when you are in when you're 16 not like teenage years are exactly the easiest years of anyone's life do you know what I mean? And so I think this just the way sets are done and what they're used for is just is silly, in my personal opinion. I think it could be done better because I don't necessarily think that things like exams or assessments should be scrapped for 11 or 10 year olds. I just think it needs to be done better. We're a lot more efficient and a lot fairer, to be to <coughs> totally honest. Number five. Slightly controversial one. I think I've said that already, but it is what it is. But I think one thing that this has allowed us to see is that teachers can work from home, especially when they are not sick. What does society lose if teachers have a particular day a week from home? They provide online lessons or they can even set online cover work that can be checked and marked for a teacher, allowing for covered teachers to supervise the students whilst they're getting on with work that's been set online. You could facilitate that by either having a reduced day or maybe having a day where they have an enrichment program. Um, that way, students who are either deemed to be vulnerable or rely on free school meals, the school is still open for that to happen, for them to come in and have their food and to engage with the classes, to engage with the work. And if anything, maybe even have a bit more support um, from particular members of staff. Or, check this, teachers could just use the time for admin, planning, collaboration, to become better teachers, to become better at teaching. And effectively, the students will bear the fruit of what teachers are doing on that particular day where they are not working in school because i'm not gonna lie to you just for people who don't know teaching is a very 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 full-time job like i work very often on the weekends i work once the school hours are finished once the kids have once the students have left and gone home i'm still working so it's not just a matter of a nine to five job if i had one day to catch up on emails to catch up with marking to collaborate with other teachers who i think are doing things that I can learn from to improve the progress of my students. I would love that in whatever way it can be facilitated without neglecting or negating the learning that students need to be doing. Why not have one day during the normal working week where they can come in and just get on with the things that they need to do? So, those are the five things that I think can definitely change due to. COVID-19. It's been a very, very, very weird time, especially as a teacher. I mean, I've, I've not necessarily stopped working, to be totally honest with you, but I think there are things that we can take away from this that it's forced everyone within education to look at and say, this is not working. 
this needs to be done better or this needs to change. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Leisure Legacy podcast. Please add your own insights and tips for this episode's question um, or feedback on what you think we can do as teachers to improve that all that you think we potentially could have learned from this whole situation with COVID-19. Use the hashtag Twitter LYL podcast. Um, not only that, but if you're an Apple podcast, please do leave a review. It's great to see so many reviews so far. Um, and I'm glad that this podcast is providing people with some value. Once again, please continue to share the podcast with friends, colleagues and family. And as always, continue to lead your legacy.